sapient beings of Sector 7824, welcome to the seventh season of the Kralis Games, and oh boy, do we have a doozy for you this year. <laughs> Everything you've come to expect from the KG, but this time it's bigger and better, and most importantly, we've got some most fun contestants lined up for you. That's right, folks, we've got Earthlings planned again. I know, I know, it's been a while since they've been in any of my productions, but trust me, I think you'll be pleased. <laughs> After all, we've got these little rapscallions planned for you. Trust me, from what I can gather, they've got a ton of fighting spirit. Can't wait for one in particular to try and take a swing at me. <laughs> but of course, they're young. So young, in fact, I think they were born after Earth banned my productions from being broadcast to their planet. So let's bring a returning champion to help them out. I know you're excited. So am I. So stay tuned. And Colin introduces the Mojo analog to the series. <laughs> can't believe this. I just can't believe I called it that it was circus music. Yeah. I've been saying for months that I've had a villain. I got the exact track right. Fuck yeah. It. Yeah. What else? What other music would it be? Anyway. A balloon game. On this. Any kind of calliope music. Anyway, so normally I like I had planned this to be a cold open with you guys doing something, but y'all needed to discuss some stuff about Gary first. So yeah. that's what you're doing this morning. Prepare for me to monologue for about 20 minutes. <laughs> I'll oh, make no. some popcorn. Yeah, so I, I, I uh, call I call everyone um, to to the uh, to the warehouse. And I'm wearing a new costume now because new playbook, new costume. Um, this this one has a hood. Is that how that uh, works? Yeah, yeah. You, this one has a hood, so it's a hooded cape now. The colours are a bit more subdued. There's more purples in with the red and blue. Like it's still a superhero type costume, but it's it's a darker costume for a darker arc for me. Ah. That's how it works. That's how design works. The grim and gritty '90s. Yes. The, the hashtag, though, is neon pink. Uh, Felix <laughs> wouldn't have been alive in the 90s. What the fuck? Yeah. If you weren't alive in the 90s, you're basically not a person. If you weren't <laughs> alive in the 90s, stop listening to this podcast. No! You're not allowed. No, stop! No, don't tell people not to listen to the podcast. The only people who aren't allowed to listen to the podcast are Nazis. Stop being a Nazi, and then you can listen to my podcast. Uh, yeah, so um, I assume everyone comes when I call them. I'm assuming that's the thing that happens. You have no choice, which because you live there. But okay, I I understand that dog is in my name, but still. <laughs> um, thanks for coming. I'll get you a treat later. I want a milkshake. Okay, that's your treat. Okay, so reason I called you here is um, I told you I was going to die, and that's and. Then I kind of put off telling you about it because I needed to think, I needed to learn some things. So I, I really have no plan of how to explain this shit to you because it's shit I'm still trying to understand. But I guess we'll start by talking about the multiverse. That seems like the best way to start. What, what do you guys know about the multiverse? 
Uh, I watched the butterfly effect once. I start reciting the encyclopedia entry. <laughs> From Wikipedia, the free online encyclopedia that anyone can edit? No. One of the <laughs> oh. ones that you have to pay for. Oh! There, you have to pay for encyclopedias? The good ones that have been peer-reviewed, yes. Who gave Zero the uh, team credit card? He is the team credit card. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, um, Sundog, good news. You are—you were correct. Um, that's how the multiverse works. It's the butterfly effect. Uh, every oh, time... God. Ashton yeah. Kutcher is the foremost leading... is the foremost scientist of our time, apparently. <laughs> but, yeah, crazy how they made a movie that was completely scientifically accurate. <laughs> He executive produced it just to get it into the public knowledge. I stole this knowledge from God, pranked. <laughs> so anyway, or anyway, let's shit. Let, let's, let's, <laughs> no it's pranked keep, in this universe. Let's keep the yeah. quicks to the federally mandated minimum, shall we? Ah, fine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, anyway, so here's how it works. Every time someone makes a choice of any kind a new universe is created for each potential outcome. Some are quite minimally different, so there'll be one, a new universe every time we make a choice about what to wear or what to eat. There's a universe out there now where a version of me is giving this speech in my original costume, for example. There's also more radical variants, for example, a universe where there's an empire of bug people running around um, collecting slaves from various other galaxies and other universes, which is um, less good. So the reason I bring up universes is every time you've seen me get hit up to this point and I blur, it turns out from reading Grumbungus's mind that that's what's happening to me. I get hit, a new universe is created where I'm entirely uninjured, and a universe is created where I take each potential consequence of that. So take Gorilla's tank when I caught that, for example. The universe we're living in is the one where I came to absolutely no harm. There's a universe where I came to and that spawned Grumbungus who got really mad about that. And there's a universe where I just straight up got drilled through the chest and died. Okay, um, so you have quantum immortality is what you're saying. Yes. Uh, there is one slight downside to that though. Um which is that I spoke to my dad and as it turns out I'm not the original I have been hurt exactly once in my life which was when I was quite young I apparently broke my arm and since then I've never been injured so like there is not even nicked yourself? paper cuts? nothing? there was a time you got spiked through the hand by a gun yeah, that's weird. Um, <laughs> that was that was you living in the universe where you actually did get hurt. Yeah, that shouldn't have happened, but it did, and we just have to hand wave that in terms of story arcs now. N no, no, I was specifically setting something up for you to help you understand this. So you did get hurt. I'm sorry. That's how it happened. Yeah. Don't argue with God. 
Listen, God, you did it wrong, but it's too late now. So we, have to, we have to hand wave science around. Yeah, um, turns out I can. Okay, I can get hurt when I'm really not expecting it. Like, who, who expects guns to be spiky? Just out of nowhere, no one. No one. That's who. People, you know, like any 18th century soldier. You know, anyone who's heard of bayonets. <sighs> bayonets are not oriented towards the handle. Yes, fine. Multiverse, maybe some of them are. I mean, it's true. There could very well be a universe where someone made the design decision, put them on the back, just in case. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So anyway, this original Megalad is the problem. We have to kill that Megalad. Yeah, uh, so... Uh, Wait, really? Yeah, um, basically the issue... The issue is, when I closed off this universe to other universes, I very temporarily shown it's a, my power shown like a beacon across all dimensions, and the original Megalad um, and I saw into one another's minds. We know each other, and you immediately decided the other must die. Yeah, um, so you know how I can sometimes be a bit of a hard-ass about the nature of good and evil, heroes and villains? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine an entity with godlike powers and less insight into the grey areas that I do. Imagine someone who, for example, woke up one day and decided that there's too much leniency towards villains. We need a universe of pure law and order. And then utilize the fact that he's essentially unstoppable to kill all of the villains and enact his version of justice across his entire plane. There is no crime. There is no free will except that which he allows. Um, It's in many ways a perfect society. It's in many ways a very... A sterile society. Fuck that, Gary. Yes. About that, I have been considering the nature of perfection. Mm -hmm. And to my understanding at this point, it is non-existent. It is impossible and to attempt to create something that is impossible is harmful to the things that do exist. And that's a crime. That's how we'll get them. You can't create anything that's the literal definition of perfect. The issue is that attempting to create perfection implies that something about the universe as it is, is incorrect. Hmm that there is a version of that thing that is more perfect. But to my understanding, the only things that are perfect are things that are, when adjusted, imperfect for a new surrounding. In other words, the more perfect you are, the less able you are to change. And seeing as the universe changes constantly, as you have observed, very recently, perfection is harmful. Yeah, I 
I don't quite think he gets that. Um, I'm just a simple country superhero, but it seems to me like trying to create everything into a natural order is just entropy, is it not? I doubt he would agree. I mean, look, he's created his vision, and he... He's... He's, he's what I was. Um, he's essentially a being of unparalleled power that can warp the universe like a god. Because he... he pers- One thing... Um, I never told you this. You remember when the Kak... The Kak... However you pronounce them. Bugmen. Say yeah, Bugmen. Remember, remember when the Bugmen captured me? Yeah. And we never talked about this. How long was that for you? How, how much time passed in this dimension like a couple hours i think i state the exact n- amount of time you are handy yeah, <laughs> I, I was uh, so i was tortured on their ship for three weeks uh that seems like something we should have talked about yeah i tend to keep my shit to myself hmm. so in other words different dimensions move at different rates Prime as universe has obviously moved at a different rate from ours because he has had time to master the powers of the dimensions and he is as I say he has warped that universe into his vision of perfection and has changed the very rules of that reality to maintain his vision I, I can't wait, wait, oh, wait no no wait he altered the rules of physics in his own universe? Yeah. How the hell do you propose we stop somebody who can do that, then? Because that's... I, d- I don't know. He's... problem is, by kicking Grumbungus out of our universe, he is now aware that other multiverses exist. Good job. I did what was right at the time. You know full well that I did what I had to do. Just... It is impossible to have knowledge before the moment you attain it. Yes. So he's aware, and he's coming. When he arrives, um, if we're the first universe he reaches, yeah, he's probably going to try and kill and change a lot of things. We are at some advantages, though. What I did when I banished Grumbungus, due to the amount of extra-dimensional threats we faced is I have placed our multiverse in a bubble. We are outside the normal order of things. So the bug people, for instance, they're from a multiverse, they can't get in. Megalad Lime can no longer get in despite knowing the location of our universe. The downside is uh, I've kind of gone and screwed myself out over a bit because we this universe no longer creates parallel universes so for example um sundog i want you to hit me as hard as you can uh, well gee i mean i don't <laughs> i don't know if i can do that i mean it's just <laughs> that's a 12 yeah uh so when... i forgot to clear my conditions <laughs> well <laughs> no so technically, that's like a fourteen. That's a fourteen. That's a holy shit. Okay, I'm just gonna roll something just to see what happens. But I'm not. I'm just gonna take a powerful blow. Just to, why yeah. isn't it rolling? Take a powerful blow. I don't know. 
Okay. Oh. Uh, let me just maybe I hey, should. Hey, it's a miss. Yeah, there we go. You don't get experience for this though. You asked him no, to no, hit no, you. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I just wanted to see what the outcome would be. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. So when ape hits me, I specifically don't blur. I kind of get a little twinge and sort of see the. I sort of try and dodge the punch, but it's much too strong and it hits me full force in the chest and I go flying. Huh. Yeah. We're no longer creating alternative um, multiverses but through the butterfly effect. That is an incorrect assessment. We no longer have access to alternate universes. They still exist. Yes, but we're, this universe is not... Um, is well, either we're not creating them or something shady's going on because that's not working. Uh, doesn't this kind of fuck up the whole LA thing? Yeah, I was uh, just gonna kind of let this ride for a little while, but I got a text from Albright not too, too long ago telling me that we've lost LA. Uh, well, shit. On the upside, LA's probably safe. I mean, they're, they're definitely not... I mean, they're probably not any worse than they were. I mean, that, whatever's happening, I doubt they're in any specific danger. Otherwise, you'd have been hurrying, doing this rescue thing a lot faster. Is it possible that Megalad Prime may target them as being a part of our universe? It depends where they are. If they're in a pocket dimension, it's possible they may be in our bubble somehow because they'd have had that direct link with ours. Like, they'll be part of this multiverse. They're just in a different dimension. It's also possible that they're in a pocket multiverse outside of the bubble. I don't have any way of knowing. I'm... I've... In creating this bubble, I have lost a lot of power. Um, I've gained some things, but I have... I can only utilize the hum in ways I already know how. Robin. And even then, it's a lot weaker. Albright may be able to research this possibility. I mean, that'd be my recommendation, yes. I'd strongly advise against popping the bubble, though. So that's the situation, is... Um, yeah, he's targeting us, and he has power that I would, in my adult life, have been able to achieve. Luckily, we're very well hidden like this. It's gonna, it's gonna take a lot for him to notice us. Uh, but I have to be very careful in what I do now. I could probably do more with the hum, but using that is gonna really draw him to us. There is one thing though that gives us a slight advantage, which is I now seem to be getting visions of the future and of the present and I suspect that using those using those visions may be dangerous in some ways but you know it also at least lets us set the ground to stop him any questions because that's that's kind of my monologue done so this was all happening while we were having a chat with the gorilla this happened when I rose into the 
when I rose into the air and um, you all saw me glow like a god. Are gods known for glowing? Sometimes. Look, you, you would be very aware of when it happened. Oh, um, another thing, by the way. Something Grumbunga said, someone in his multiverse threw him into ours. Like, he didn't come here intentionally, um, although he was very happy to seek revenge on me when he found me. He didn't come here by himself. He was forced here. And that would not have been prime because he didn't know about other multiverses. So there's potentially something else out there as well. Neat. Mm. Which brings me on to the election. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, we have a problem in that we have two candidates who are both in their own ways. Shit. Yes. We have two shit candidates. We've got... I mean, I have... I'm still not happy at you, Switch, for besmirching my relationship with the capitalist, but he's changed. He would not... The way he was, he wouldn't ever have prioritised just the rich part of this city. And that's not okay. And also, Mayor Blackmore... One, they're not going to do um, anything to help us um, because I know that from my visions and also I don't really trust Silver Skeleton. He's up to something. Which brings me onto my proposal. There is, there's more candidates in this, in this race and we've probably been focusing on the wrong two. I think it's a little late by now though, isn't it? Like they've had... They're already into the debate stage. I think it's... That doesn't mean they're the only debaters. There's other debaters out there. Possibly even a master debater we've not met. Uh, I knew you were going to do it. I set you up for it anyway, and I regret it now. <laughs> As you should. As you always I'm should. I'm only mad that you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I would like to propose that we do what we can to get someone more suited to the mayor's job to win the election. Possibly a candidate who actually represents a true leftist policy position rather than liberal versus... Um, Is Vermin Omega running this year? <laughs> no, that's for president. Let's, let's have a look at the other candidates. Let's use the sanctuary move. All right. He says, turning directly to the camera. Yes. <laughs> so I don't have a character planned because it's definitely not going to be the focus of this particular arc. But go ahead and explain the sanctuary move and then I will come up with stuff later. Yeah. So the sanctuary move, how this works is I say I'm using my the resources of the sanctuary to solve the problem. The sanctuary being the... Uh, hashtag trending base mm -hmm. I've given the sanctuary three features which is um, powerful computer, useful tools and cool robot all of those are the same thing but <laughs> I, I was in a hurry <laughs> there are downsides to the sanctuary which are it is tied into my doom because um, hey 
Prime knows exactly where I am, where we are. It's easily accessible because it's just a warehouse in the industrial district district with no real defenses other than Switch lives here. And the other downside I put is that Switch never tidies. Shrug. We have robots for that. Zero zero isn't here to clean. No, we have like a Roomba. Yeah. Like a really advanced Roomba that has arms. It's like Nick. It's like it's like Nick having a dog. We just have a Roomba. <laughs> so when I call upon the resources of the sanctuary to solve a problem, say what I want to do. What I want to do is identify a, le- a leftist candidate and bring them meaningfully into the race. The GM now has to pick one to four requirements from a list, um, and you identify one to four requirements which we must fulfil to complete this solution. All right. Well, I mean, this is going to be extremely hard because you are doing this really late into the campaign, so I'm going to choose four of them. Oh, boy. Which I think is fair. Like I said, I will come up with the some of these later. I know one of them is going to be... I'll come up with the specifics later, but um, they're going to be, first you must... You and your team will risk danger from the best you can do is a lesser version, unreliable and limited, and you'll need help from. I'll say you need help from. So, again, specifics later, but those are the four that you got to hit clip right now. Well, the danger from could possibly be silver skeleton. Oh yeah, so it's definitely gonna very, be self. It's, it's, it's definitely gonna be fact. that. That's that's gonna be risking danger from silver skeleton. That's already okay. one I know. All right, but yes, those are going to be the four. Mm, okay. Anyway, so as you're starting to go towards the computer to look this stuff up, which is how I'm explaining a way that you don't really have all the information that you're going to need, all of you, including Nick, just go unconscious for a little while. And then everybody go ahead and just roll me 2d12. I want to see what order you wake up in. Uh, 2d12. Okay. Not, not 2d12, 2d6, I meant. I mean, I that could still work with 8, though. I must beat you. I'm going to beat you. Yes! It's me. All right. So, Gary, you're the first one to wake up. And you are in essentially a dark gray square room no windows, no door. There's a bed that you're lying in. And when you wake up, you look around and you see your teammates are sleeping in similar beds lined along the wall. And also a fifth figure who looks a little bit bigger than most of y'all and also covered in some pretty shiny reflective plates. Wait, for real? Oh, God, mm. you. Oh. Hi, Silver Skeleton. He is not awake, so he does not reply. Uh, well, then I'm just going to zap everyone awake with a very small spark. All right. So next to wake up is Felix and Robin at the same time. Hey, I... wake him up, buddies. Yeah. What? Are you ready for the shit? Look who's here. The fuck? Hey. It's around this time Silver Skeleton wakes up and looks around and goes, Oh no, not again. 
again? And Nick, now you wake up and you are able to like form a body. I guess before you were just like goo sitting in a pile. Did you enjoy being asleep? I have no concept of enjoyment of unconsciousness. Cool. I love the little startup hum that you did, Bob, and that's really good. <laughs> it's real cute. Do, do, like do, it. do, do, do. I can just imagine like the window startup noise is going on in your head as well. What are you talking about? Your speakers. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Silver Skeleton goes, Oh, this is not going to be fun. Yeah, it's about time what? to explain what's going on, buddy. It's been like two seconds. <laughs> he goes, what's going on is we've all been kidnapped by a being of unimaginable power as a source of entertainment for the galaxy. Wow, they've heard of us. Would I know who he's talking about? Uh, my internet's down. I can't get to Wikipedia. The free encyclopedia. Anyone can edit. I mean, I have been aware of infamous aliens before. Yeah, so go ahead and roll me superior to see just what you know. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For a while, there was an incredibly powerful alien with, like, basically unlimited power. Nobody is capable of defeating them. Known as the host, who just occasionally kidnaps superhero and super superheroes and supervillains and makes them do... I'm not going to lie, it's basically the Hunger Games for entertainment around the galaxy, Earth actually banned his broadcasts to their planet in, like, the 80s, but that hasn't stopped him from occasionally just kidnapping superheroes and supervillains and making them do some stuff anyway, and a rather infamous contestant that one time was... Well, he's right in the room with you. Well, you heard the narrator. We can't possibly beat this guy. Garrett, we're going to have to, like, talk about this narration thing you're doing. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Defeating the host would seem to be an impossible option. However, I can think of two strategies. Number one, attempt to win as quickly as possible. Number two, attempt to be as unmanageable as possible. Oh, neither of those would really work. If you try doing it as fast as possible, he's just going to make you move on your, his own schedule anyway. And quite frankly, the faster you try to do it, the more you reveal about yourself. And the more you reveal about yourself, the harder he makes the challenges that you have to go through. And then as far as the second one goes, if you don't play by his rules, you don't get to go home. The prize for going through his games is one wish. And the only way to go back home is to wish that you were back home. Could you also wish for a transportation method that is capable of bringing you back home? I mean, that seems like it falls under the category of the first wish. Well, you would also have the transportation method. You could, but then he would give you the method and not let you leave, at which point you'd have to play through the games again in order to wish to leave. What happens if I wish for more wishes? You don't get it. There are certain you rules. Die. <laughs> there are certain rules that the wishes have to follow. Wishing for more wishes is not one of them. You get one wish per go. Do you know of any other rules? Well, the last time 
had certain rules. I can't imagine that he'd be playing by the same rules. It would not be entertaining. So, okay, so we just gotta dance to this asshole's tune and then we can go home. Basically, if we win. Cool. Are we a team or is this like a battle royale scenario where only one of us can survive? Because I'd really not like for that. At that point, part of the ceiling starts like melting and forming into a computer screen and you get to see the host and he With is the most yes he's a host he's dressed rather bombastically sort of like i uh, hate him <laughs> sort of like a uh, a circus ringmaster but like the entire bottom half of him is robotic he's also oh got like He's half Beetlejuice, half robot. <laughs> and he's uh, not wearing any pants. God, you did make Mojo, you motherfucker. <laughs> you don't have to wear pants when your bottom half is robot. What if you have a robot dog? He doesn't, though. At least not one that's visible. Where does the feces go? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let me talk about what he looks like, because people who are listening to this can't see the handout that he I He looks gave. like a dork. <laughs> He looks like a nerd. He looks like he's infinitely shoved in infinite lockers. Christ, it's on infinite lockers. You're not incorrect. Uh, he's got, like, big, huge uh, floppy ears. Kind of looks a little gremlinish, And he's wearing a monocle. And he has, like, eye antennas coming out of, his out of his top hat. He has, like, holes cut into his top hat for them to poke out of. He's also got a big tail that he's, like, holding an umbrella with. And like I said, the top half of him is basically dressed like a circus ringmaster. He's like a steampunk ringmaster, but also like a dragon man. But not a cool dragon man like Trogdor. I like a weenie dragon man. Why, why does his feet look like he's wearing socks? Because that's how the robot option, feet options were in Hero Forge. I don't come up with those options. The robo dragon feet in reality, but we don't have that power to reflect the reality as it is. I have one further question. Hmm. Why does he need a cane and an umbrella? I mean, and I'm, in case it rains. Yeah. You can't. Gonna, we're in space. Meteor shower. In case he wants to make it rain. Yeah. Oh, is he going to give us money? He's going to give us a wish. Yeah, you can wish for infinite money, and then you'll have to play through the game again in order to go home to spend that infinite money. And then you'll crash the economy immediately. Excellent. <laughs> and that solves the capitalism problem. <laughs> and he goes, well, I'm glad you asked, because this time it is team-based. Thank you, God. You're quite welcome. Oh, you can hear me? Yes, I can. Nice hat. Thank you. Nice robot crotch. <laughs> Thank you! Why did you have the camera at crotch level? <laughs> if you got it, flaunt it. <laughs> it explicitly doesn't. These fucking big dick robots always. <laughs> <laughs> so, he goes, Welcome, hashtag trending, and our favorite returning champion, the Silver Skeleton. Good to see you, and in one case, see you again. And then Silver Skeleton just goes, Oh. Anyway, does anybody else have any questions about the game? Why? What's the object of the game? Simple. To entertain me. 
and to be the last team standing. Also, you answered both questions as one. That's very clever. Uh, okay, so we've asked why. Um, how? Ah, uh, different kinds of gauntlets that you'll be going through every day until mm, ratings start dipping a little bit, and at which point I'll throw up a finale. What's the meal schedule look like? A nutrient-rich sludge that's filling the cubicle. Oh no, that's where his feces goes. <laughs> uh, uh, why? <laughs> Do you have accommodations that can keep my nanites powered up? Of course I do! I've planned for every contingency, including this! And he quickly lets a camera, like, on Earth uh, appear, and Felix's parents knock on his door and they're like, Felix, what's going on? He's like, I am a shitty teen that is sick. Mother, please leave the premises so that I may be alone by myself as a shitty teen. She goes, okay, fine. <laughs> Damn. They nailed me perfectly. Your parents actually <laughs> like you. Ah, shitty teen. I knew I got it perfect. Are there like showers and private bathrooms? Is this a communal situation? Because I feel like that's going to get awkward. Especially with Shiny Boy over here. Depends on if you win or not. Because if you lose, you really won't need them anymore. You'll be dead. Okay, so, but like if we survive, yes? Yes! Okay. Did you know there's a really evil version of me coming to kill everyone in this universe and you're wasting our time right now. It doesn't really bother to me. Do you know why kids love the taste of Cinnamon Coast Crunch? Because it's a cinnamon swirls in every bite. Oh, this guy's good. Okay, uh, anyway, Mr. The Host, um, let's go. Let's do this. Wait, I got one more. Okay. Do you know Beetlejuice? I'm, I'm aware of the movie. Uh, I prefer some other movies that that director has done. Are you just mad because he's the host with the most? No, I'm the host with the most. You know that movie was documentary, right? <laughs> anyway, at this point, the TV sort of slithers back up into the ceiling. It just sort of merges. Okay, good news, guys. We can annoy him. No, it's not that you can annoy him. It's the games are about to start. And Silver Skeleton goes, All of you do yourselves a favor. Hold back as long as you can. I... I mean, okay, but... That's up to the dice. <laughs> you can choose how to do things. And... The doors start opening up. You find yourselves in, like, a huge arena. And there's, like crowds of aliens just like cheering and you find yourself in like it's like a hallway with a straight line leading directly towards the center and the host goes this one's simple whatever 12 teams reach the center first get to move on the others get shoved into the center of the sun where they will burn for however long it takes for them to be burned by sun usually that's instantaneous but sometimes some species can resist that for a little bit I fucking give Silver Skeleton the side eye and say, you are so inconvenient sometimes. On the bright side, you'll know that nothing is ever this simple. It's not going to just be a straight run. You wouldn't make it that easy. How is that the bright side? Because you can expect it in advance. If we are attempting to hold back, then for now, I suggest that I carry all of you 
as I move forward as fast as possible. Uh, I'm down to get carried. Yeah, sure. Why not? Silver Skeleton just shrugs. Give me a piggyback ride. <laughs> and then there's a countdown that starts, so explain to me how you're carrying the team, literally. Well, quite simply, I expand outwards in order to hold everyone by the waist and legs, keeping them as comfortable as possible, and then I just stretch upwards and create two long legs that uh, move forward as eat up the space as quickly as possible. All right. So there, you see the countdown still going, and all of a sudden, from like a two o'clock position, you see a giant pillar of flame go up, and you hear the host go, Naughty, naughty, someone tried to get a head start! Well, I would have waited for the countdown. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying another team tried to get a head start. Ah. Yeah. There's a big screen in the above the finish area, and the number of teams just like ticks down by one. And you notice there's like 57 teams going on right now. Let's not break the rules, guys. And three, two, one, go. Away, Zero. Yeah. Yep. Zero, can you generate me a saddle? So, I presume you are going to roll to burn and then use burn to move. No, not yet. All right. So you start running and it's like I said, it's a seems to be a completely straight shot. And then you kind of hear Silver Skeleton like just going three, 104, 105, 100. And it's around he's going through six 100 when a wall just shoots right up in front of you. And another wall like to the left of you goes down and you see another team there composed of some fucking, like, lizard aliens? Like, actual lizards, not, like, humanoid lizard people, but just, like, running like, on all fours. They're not scaly, he's got it. Yeah. Komodo dragons, but, like, in pants? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> they look over at you, and one of them leaps and tries to bite Gary, because, you know, this is a competition. They want to get there before you. Only 12 teams are advancing. That's fucking rude. Bad lizard. Yeah, that uh, seems wrong to me. Okay, yeah, thanks. Just lean out the lean out of Nico and smack him. <laughs> okay, choose two. Well, um, resist or avoid their blows and create an opportunity for your allies. All right. Oh, I actually know the perfect way of doing this. So you just smack him so hard that he bowls over into the rest of his teammates and they sort of like crash against one of the walls. So that's the opportunity is that they've been slowed the fuck down. All right. I would like to stretch up and over the wall. Oh, you're just trying to stay on your original track. If the wall does not touch the ceiling, then I am stretching over it. All right. There is a one centimeter gap. Get us around that. Well, I couldn't get you guys around it, but... Joke's on you, I've actually been an octopus the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's just, a, that's just a thing you can do, and you hear the host go, Ooh, Team 17's clever! Let's put a stop to that, shall we? And then all of a sudden, ceilings appear over every single solitary hallway, so no more doing that. And then 
as you continue to run straight along, the floor beneath you just sort of like makes a uh, sharp dip and you're, you're running basically downhill. And then when you look over, there's a team that, you know, has to sort of slide into your hallway. And they are, they're, they're, they're essentially beings of just like, you ever see Star Trek and they, how they love fucking like beings made out of Gesh's forms instead of like actual corporeal like forms. You see like a, a series okay, okay, of gases. These are the far aliens, got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are the fart aliens. Uh, and they are they are currently ahead of you. So, you know, that's probably a problem. Damn, if I was the Nova, I'd just have a perfect solution for this right now. I mean, clearly the solution is for Nico to turn into a giant ball and we just roll. I think we would probably... No, I mean, yeah, it's, he's advanced enough. We could be like a gyroscope thing where we're stable in the center, right? If they are composed of gas, they can be contained by hard light. Yeah, but I did the last thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, in any event, I will attempt to um, start walking along the walls using three and four pseudopods instead of two legs in order to go above them. All right, so go ahead and... It kind of sounds like an Unleash Your Powers, sort of like something that you maybe can conceptually do. Okay, so uh, do you want to mark a condition or do you want me to tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary? Let's just make it temporary. All right. So you basically just do the cool thing where you just sort of go in a spiral around them. So you are in front of them. However, one of them manages to catch up and start floating up and wraps itself around, let's say, switch. So switch, this thing is basically uh, coming up to you and trying to essentially suffocate you. What do you do? And this is one of the gas creatures? Yes. Cool. I've kind of got a whole lot of practice recently, what with moving around pockets of gas. Mm-hmm. And they are distinct from the surrounding air. Yes. So this will be extra easy. All right. So As I just uh, yeah, fucking teleported you... away. I'll give you a plus one to directly engage a threat because of it's super easy. Sure. You've been All practicing right. this and everything. Not that you needed that plus one because you got a full hit. Which two do you want? Well, I'm very much not going to be taking any blows. Mm-hmm. And let's, uh, let's create another opportunity. All right. Yeah. You realize that silver skeleton's suit would probably fuck them up super hard like they like it fucked up you when uh when you tried swapping him so you just swap them into silver skeleton and then they just sort of you hear this sound you assume it's screaming in pain because you know they're touching a guy whose entire stick is negating powers and they just sort of uh fall far behind and he goes huh that was clever question hmm they're gas aliens. How is that a power? Eh. Alien physics. <laughs> Shrug a lug. I believe I've found the loophole in this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Alien biology. Alright, so there's a wall behind you that forms and just slams right up so that way they can't follow anymore. You assume that they'd still have a path towards the center because that wouldn't be fair, but eventually your path also starts going back up 
until you run uphill, and then you realize you're gonna have to do a U-turn and run back a little bit unless you want to do something else to try and stop that. I will attempt to punch the wall. Alright. That sounds probably like an unleash your powers. Alright, yeah, an eleven, you plow right through, and you can hear the host going, ho ho ho! Team 17 is doing pretty well. Looks like we're gonna have to build these walls out of thicker stuff, and all of a sudden they change from like this stone material that they've been made out of to a very tough metal. So, that won't be happening again. Won't be happening again, but it did work for this one. Yep. And then, at which point, once again, a wall slams down in front of you, and then a path opens to your right, and then you're in the track of yet another team. This time, it's Sneeple. You've got, basically... You've you've got Gorgons on your tail. Like, like you are ahead of them, but they're not going to want that to happen. Wow, lizards and snake people. Yeah, so... Gary, you haven't done anything yet. What do you want to do about these Sneeple? No, oh, I had I had a plan. Okay. Well, I won't use my plan now. I mean, are they... Are the Sneeple actually doing anything or just running to the middle? They're running to the middle, but they're going to try and stop you because you're a team ahead uh, of them. On. And if you're Team 12, that means that would, be, that would make them Team 13 and they I'd wouldn't like go on. I just some clarification. Hmm. Are they running or are they slithering? They're slithering, but they're also using their hands to, like, help them That's get there faster. That's more of a crawl, isn't it? Let's, yeah. Let, let's be real. They're, they're bipedal, but they have no, they're snake not. feet. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, yes. Cry <laughs> And that was my plan. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't want to hurt them. Really? I really like the whole situation where everyone but 12 teams dies, but what can I do about it? Blood sports, man. Yeah, this, can I just build a wall between us and them? I don't really want to hurt them. I mean, yeah, sure. You can try. Uh, are you unleashed? Like, is that... I mean, that's the thing I've done before. I can move mud around. Yeah, um, it's not mud anymore, though. It's metal. Oh, fuck. So, I thought I had a metal band. Yeah. Never, never no, moved you metal. Can... Yeah, so go ahead and roll Unleash Your Powers. Okay. No, I'm going to wield my powers. There we go. It's a 10, so yeah. on a 10+, uh, plus, cre- choose two. I am going to create something useful for my environment, a wall. I am going mm-hmm. to neutralize an opponent or threat them at least for now all right and the way you create this wall is that you just basically tear down a bit of the ceiling ahead of you so nikolai you can try and run on the ceiling for a little bit if you want yeah makes no real difference all right yep you run a little bit and eventually the host goes i think we've had enough of that for now and then you just you get shunted like if you were Let's put it this way. If you were standing on the three o'clock position, you would get shunted over to like the seven o'clock position and you're dropped in. And then there's another team sort of humanoid in shape, but like their faces are on their chests. Ah, the torso ones. Yep. And they start running over towards you and trying to do stuff. And it's at this point, Silver Skeleton just like stands up and just like leaps at one, punches it in his chest face and then like <laughs> pick, uh, chest face. Yeah, chest face. <laughs> And then like, picks it up by picks it up by the arm and then swings it around, hits the other one, and like 
bowls them over and he goes, just go without me. Only one of us really need to finish this in order for us to progress. I have a question. Hmm. If any one of us needs to get to the middle, why didn't we just have switch go to the middle? Because that's boring. Are you not paying attention? I mean, I'm here to survive this and go home. I'm because presumably the host is aware of Switch's most basic power. I mean, you can try. <laughs> but the thing is, you wouldn't be holding back, so he would account for that in, in future things. I assumed that Switch was just holding back, so that way, like, he wouldn't immediately be able to fuck you up in the next thing. It was more that I've just been kind of playing along. Yeah, let's not make the... Okay, I've got an idea then. I guess what we're going to need is to do this in a mun- in a fairly mundane way, but also efficiently. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to have a vision. Okay. So I am going to mark something on my Doom Tracker and ask the GM, and I will have a vision. And the vision I am going to have is Megalad Prime in his youth would have been through this situation as well. It's not until he got older that he became a god. Therefore, he'd have seen this maze. He'd have seen his own version of the host because our universes aren't that different. I am having a vision of the layout and capabilities of this maze and I'm going to ask the GM what is the most quick and efficient route to the center using only Zero's known capabilities. All right, I will give I would say that you just get a map of the layout that uh you will essentially be getting and honestly you don't want to finish first because if you finish first then he's just going to make that stuff that much harder for you but you also probably don't want to cut it so close that you want to finish like 11th or 12th because if someone is just that much faster than you you could potentially just you know immediately die so okay. You essentially find a route that will get you there, like, seventh okay. place. I had, uh, guys, this has happened before in another place, so I know the way. I'll give directions. Switch, you monitor the screens. We don't want to be there first, but we don't want to be there last. We want to be, let's say, eighth or thereabouts. Sundog and Silver Skeleton, you two run defense. Um, any teams that come near us, get them away from us. Sound like a plan? Sure. He nods. Let's go. All right. And then because of that, I will say that basically you're going to essentially get there. Like you start seeing teams starting to finish, like team numbers light up in green. And you see like, you know, three, four, five, six. And then you get there. You said eighth. Or thereabouts. Yep. And so you you get there, and then shortly afterwards, there's four more teams. And as soon as the 12th team is across the finish line, all of the doors leading to the center slam shut. And he goes, we have our winners. And at that point, you see the familiar pillars of flame appearing all over around the arena that you guys were in. And he says, everyone else, better luck. Never. Um, Kalon, quick question. Hmm. hmm. Does them die in counters as a result of them 
us getting there earlier. Does that count as injuring innocence? I wouldn't say that since you are not doing it, it is not specifically your fault. So no, it will not count in the, for the purpose of whatever thing you're trying to trigger. Doom. It'd be fucked up if that was our fault, because we're not the ones who kidnapped ourselves and forced us to play a intergalactic game of death. Since destroying the host seems to be impossible, at the moment our only responsibility is to protect our own lives. Yeah, I am mandated to keep track of when I overexert myself or injure, in- or injure innocence. Alright, fair enough. But it, yeah, it does not count for you. I, d- I decided to take overexerting myself instead of showing mercy because that seems more in tune to what I said earlier. Yeah. And he goes, congratulations! And then he ne- names the team numbers. He goes, you're moving on to the next round. Please enjoy your complimentary meals, your complimentary bathing rituals. Uh, just, just get some rest and be prepared for tomorrow. It's going to be a doozy. And then you're all instantly teleported to basically a buffet table. And you get to see some of the other aliens that are competing. Uh, are the Sneeple around? No, the Sneeple are not around. No. It's probably for the best. What about just the lizards? Just straight up lizards. No, they're not. Go- they're, the, the lizards with pants are gone too. Uh, they were too good for this world. <laughs> what What of the fast aliens? Fart aliens are also not there. I oh, know we killed them. Survival of the most solid. <laughs> the Sneeple were pretty <laughs> solid. Possibly the most solid. Uh, Silver Skeleton, I had a question. What? Was it one wish per team or one wish per individual on the team? I'm assuming he's going to let us have individual wishes. Hmm, okay. If you're thinking about wishing those other teams back, be aware that in order to go home, you'd have to go through the entire gauntlet again. And trust me, I'm wishing to go home. It may be possible to wish for all of us to get home as one wish. We should inquire as to whether or not that is allowed. I feel that, yeah, I wish for the team to go home. Seems like a pretty good wish. I not paying any attention I am at this buffet so there's a pretty good mix of both human foods and alien foods some of the alien food looks really inedible to you some of it actually looks kind of appealing that sounds like fucking coward talk (laughs) I'm ignoring like the things which are just like straight up like rocks and minerals yeah center gravitates straight I'm going by smell here if it smells good I will eat it there's a bowl, and it's just filled with, like, writhing bugs. I'm not going to eat that. I can perform a chemical analysis. I'm just going to give it all the old sniff test. No, you know what, Colin? Hmm. You say that there's a bunch of, like, big plates of rocks around? I pick yeah. up a rock and lick it. <laughs> it's delicious. It's cinnabar and you die. It t- tastes like a rock. Hmm. I put it in my pocket <laughs> for later. An alien goes up to you and says something that you can't understand because uh, the host is not providing translation for anybody. I just sort of cock my head in the universal statement of 
No comprendo. It's sadly, it's only universal among humans. It starts talking louder and slower. <laughs> now that is universal. <laughs> it starts pointing at your pocket and like trying to make gestures of it wants to eat it. There's a whole basket of them. <laughs> I'm saving that for later. <laughs> I, I pull it out of my pocket and I hold it up and I like open my mouth and stick out my tongue and I point at my tongue and I point at the rock and then I like shrug at it. Don't fucking care. It shrugs too, and then it takes it and then just like starts chomping down on the rock. It doesn't care that you licked it or not. It's my rock. Okay, sure. <laughs> You're gonna have to get another rock now. Uh, there are burgers though. There's there's like yeah, legit I just, burgers. I feel one of these rock monsters just came up to the tray of burgers and just took a burger and walked off. Like you're not gonna get any utility out of that. I would want to see what happens next. Surprisingly indifferent. Like, what, what do I care? There's plenty of it. It's not like I cater this event, <laughs> but I would want to see what happens next. <laughs> I'd, just, I'd just be curious what it intends to do with a burger. Guys, guys, I found a crepe station. Switch, if you really want something to to switch with, I'm going to put a burger in my hood. Hoodie burger. Checkmate, Kalon. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. That's guys, fair. Savory crepes. I just wanted the alien to be really mad that this person who can't eat a rock is taking food. Why would you take food like that? Why would you shove food in your pockets? That's not what food later. <laughs> Have you never been to a buffet and like just pocketed some sweets or something? <laughs> I will join Sundog at the crepes table. Anyway, I'm too sober for this shit. I'm gonna find beer. Oh hey, I, I got one with uh, mushrooms and spinach. Um, uh, this one's tomatoes and basil's and cheese. Oh, uh, and then I've got some, you know, like Nutella and. Stuff in this one, you know, I'm, I, I'm fucking going all hog here. You think you dig into one thing that you think is a crepe, but when you pull it out, there's like writhing tentacles in it. So obviously Dude. one of the aliens in here has a similar dish that you just fill with tentacles. It was a crepe station. I got to choose what was in. Oh, OK. Fair enough. Ah, the old henty. And I chose tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> that one of the bins is full of octopus. Yes. Yeah, that was actually uh, uh, that was one of the. Fa- <laughs> oh, oh. oh no! <laughs> I will ten thousand percent have a writhing tentacle crepe. I was going to say the writhing tentacle crepe is actually another contestant. <laughs> Still active. That's just what they look like. <laughs> actually, speaking of which, since Nikolai is not going to eat. It is going to analyze the other contestants to make some educated guesses about capabilities and power sets. Writhing Tentacle Crepe is my favorite French synth pop band, by the way. All right. I will give you a list of their stuff later, Bobbin. I just had the thought of fucking Nico wandering around just like looking at all of the food like I can't interact with any of this but then coming up to a table that's just a bunch of like weird looking batteries with USB cables sticking out of them. Bowl of ram chips. I can't interact with these either. Just a delicious bowl of nanites and you create a tongue just to lick your lips. (laughs) (laughs) Or potentially I could I just choose not to since they aren't actually power sources for me. And then also, like, there are rooms that lead off to 
individual showers. They are labeled by species, so obviously different alphabets for everybody. And you, you, you do see ones here that says Earth Team. Man, it's tempting to go into an alien shower. Wait, wait, wait. I know this trick. Man. That's actually the team of mud people. <laughs> Find the human shower. <laughs> anyway, I'm feeling really happy right now. This beer's making me happy, and I don't know why. Oh my god. Gary. Gary, uh, please. So, so Kelty goes up to you and goes, that's because you're getting drunk. That's why. Is this what drunk is? I refuse to believe that this is the first time you're getting drunk. I think my liver's just been synthesizing the alcohol up till now. <laughs> That's what livers do, yes. But metabolize. My god, it's really weird not... It's really weird. What, what's going on? Oh, this is beautiful. I'm gonna sit and watch this. Like, silver skeleton. Why? Why can't you just chill? Have another drink, Gary. Yeah, just, you know. Why, you know, why, why can't This one's fight? called a screwdriver. Yeah. I can't I was... chill because I'm currently trying to fight for my life against Megalomite. Megalomite. You'll get there, man. No. It's okay. No. I know you don't have lips. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> don't know that. Have you tried some of this already? I can't. And at that point, he just looks over. He finds, like, a container. It's like a little playing card box-sized container with his name engraved on it. And he goes, well, at least he accounted for my new diet. Aw, that's very neat. That's, that's kind of weirdly sweet. In a horrible way. Truly, this is a paradise. I mean, yeah, aside from the whole, you know, burning alive in the sun, which I wonder what the hell would happen to me specifically, since that my powers are light-based, but, um... I'm not eager to find out. Yeah, I'm not going to throw you into the sun. At this point, Silver Skeleton walks away to go enjoy his nutrient paste because he literally cannot eat food because it causes him physical pain. Enjoy your adult Capri Sun. Wow, can't believe he wanders off in the middle of a conversation. I'm going to go talk to Zero. I thought you were going to say, I'm going to go talk to him because at which point I would have 100% just like, he would not have cared. He would have just taken off his mask and you would have seen how fucked up he is. Well, truly the that reveal would be too easy. I'm going to talk to the robot, my my little brother, the robot. I'm following Gary around, and I'm just, like, bringing him a fresh drink every time he's out. This is great. <laughs> Zero, you're like a Switch, little, are you seeing this? You're, like, really cool, Zero. You're like, a, you're like a little brother. Oh, sh- they're going to be so upset they're missing this. I, I didn't actually leave. I thought you were investigating the showers. Well, okay, so I come out of one set of alien showers and I see that fucking Felix is like just trying to get Gary wasted and I pull come over to Felix and like put my hand on his and say, maybe don't. I know that it's fun, but it's probably not a good idea. This is fun. Apparently he's never actually processed the alcohol before. This is great. He does not have any sort of resistance. There's probably a safer environment. Uh, I live in the moment. You are incorrect. I am not related to any of you. <laughs> Switch. Why, why you gotta be talking shit all the time? Just, you don't know what I've been through. 
Why? I'm just completely ignoring him. Why? Talk to me. Let's hug it out. <laughs> My concern is getting Felix to stop fucking getting you blasted. I'm having trouble walking. Yeah, see? He can barely stay upright at this point. He's good. I don't think he needs any more. He just keeps drinking what I give him. Uh, I know. You know what will help me stay stood up? Let's get you some Powerade or something. Right. I, I, I know what I need. I think Switch and I, we need to hug it out. We need to stop all the fighting. I think you can come talk to me again when you're sober. There's no waiting. Come on, everybody. Come on. Let's find you like some mashed potatoes and some Powerade or something. Let's just get you... Maybe they got some coffee. Maybe coffee. I mean, yeah. Just get you something starchy and greasy and then some electrolytes. Let's fix you up. Do you think they have tea? I miss tea. They probably have something like tea. Computer, tea, Earl Grey, hot. I'm sorry, I am not a replicator. I'm Who sorry, said? but fuck off. <laughs> I was talking to Zero. <laughs> I am sorry, I am not a replicator. <laughs> Felix. All we, right, used to, we, used to be, we used to be best friends. And Did we stop? You got less time for me. You know what we need to do. Uh, fine. Hug, hug. Yeah. Let's hug on this interdimensional nightmare platform. What better time is there? Like uh, almost any other time, but sure. Kayla, what do I roll to hug? <laughs> Mundane. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> comfort and support. Let's yeah, do this. this. Comfort and support. Let's make right, this rip. happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Slap each other in the face. <laughs> oh, you made it happen with one P. <laughs> just had boys. Oh, oh, boys, yeah. you gotta so flip st- it turnways. I'm so, I'm so, are you okay? Okay, that's no, that's curious. Mild. I have never seen an uncomfortable hug before. <laughs> this is, this is what I deserve. You two essentially accidentally slam your heads against each other, and all yeah. of a sudden, you like all of the aliens in the room just like turn to look at you for a second, and like the, the talking stops, and then they just go turn back and start resuming their conversation. Like that moment of silence where somebody drops a plate in a restaurant. Exactly. My name is the sound of two coconuts hitting each other at high speeds. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Okay. As Zero, you've never been hugged. You know what? Go for it, man. Try to hug the pile of goo. <laughs> this is going to be a unique feeling, I can tell. I have, in fact, been hugged before. But well, not, not by feel me, free yeah. to continue. A perfectly average hug. <laughs> Acceptable hug. Roll that you hug day. an average. No, I don't think Gary's. I don't. I don't think Zero's hugging back is the thing. <laughs> Zero's hugging back is entirely mechanical. Are you hugging back, or am I just sort of sinking in here? It's like <laughs> very precise arm locations and two very evenly spaced pat pats on the back. You give. <laughs> you give the best hugs. That's why you're a little brother to me now. 
one incredibly tiny alien flip, like flying over on what appears to be like a saucepan floats over. And Switch, you hear like garbled radio stuff in your head for a minute before it tunes into your language and it goes, Excuse me, is this a mating ritual? It can be, <laughs> but probably not in this case. Very well, we will not politely ask you to take it back to your room then. And then it just floats back off to enjoy itself. <laughs> what, a, what a great team. Uh, while this is happening, I'm just like finding Gary like some greasy ass sausage or something. Just some proper drunk food. <laughs> know, like, we, we just said we weren't having any greasy ass sausages. Uh, <laughs> you know, okay, and actually, no. Gary, I found you some fucking street kebabs with yeah. the fucking garlic sauce. Yeah. I don't know how those are here, but they are. I can't believe they're here. I, got, I consume it in a single bite. Like a Boy, I was going to say that you got him some like alien food, but also, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. This is the most powerful sobering agent known to man. I mean, I, I did <laughs> Greasy say I wasn't going to roll the powers, but I think, I think I'm going to allow myself that tent to just swallow something like a snake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we killed the snake people. Yeah, oh. and right there. They're right there now. No, no. He, he's not feeding you previous contestants. I know we made a big funny about it before, but no, he's not that sadistic. Yeah. Anyway, I swallow the um, kebab hole and... Instantly sober. Not quite, but it <laughs> helps. I do, in fact, go to the regular human showers. Okay. I mean, I, when you think about it, it's just like, this is the drunk at 3 a.m. experience street food. You just like, you're at a place you don't really recognize. Everyone's speaking language you don't understand. <laughs> you are scarfing down greasy, strange meat that you don't know what it is, but it tastes good. And just that's it. That's being drunk in the morning in yeah. a city. This kebabble makes, makes me forget that I'm going to die horribly. And as far as the showers are concerned, they're very nice showers. You have hot water and cold water. You have hot and cold water, yes. You have soap and shampoo. And for those who live on the spicy side of life, conditioner. Ooh. <laughs> the luxury. Did we ever pay for hot water back at the base? We should pay for hot water. This is probably the first time Robin has used conditioner in actual years. <laughs> Maybe their entire life. You must have so many split ends. <laughs> Truly Robin's greatest problem. Just use a two-on-one shampoo. Yeah. I mean, two-on-ones. Okay, two-on-one is garbage. I'm just going to say Yeah. It. Yeah. Like, it's fine, but it's never going to get your hair as nice as leave-in This is proper conditioner. Mm -hmm. You have the conditioner, you got, like, some leave-in conditioner later. I, I'm i going to be full disclosure, I have leave-in conditioner for my beard. But if you don't actually care... <laughs> for those I of mean, you just go in If you just want... If you want the bare minimum, two-on-one is fine, I guess. <laughs> Hi, this is uh, the uh, hashtag... Hashtag Trendsetters podcast, where we have strong sh shampoo and conditioner opinions. <laughs> I I use it in my beard. It makes my beard soft and shiny. I just got beard shampoo. Just use regular fucking shampoo. Colin, I need to know. Yes. Yes, Cal. How, 
how fluffy <laughs> are the bathrobes? They are not that fluffy. You you assume that you might get fluffier ones later as you do better. <laughs> fluffy bathrobes are for winners. They don't give you towels until you're in the final four. <laughs> the good news, though, if you lose, you will be warm for the rest of your life. By the yeah. way, I would I would just like to mention that the only facility I actually use is that when we get back to our quarters, mm-hmm. there is an extrusion device that I use for uh, self-maintenance that looks uncomfortably similar to the food extrusion device that you mentioned at the start. <laughs> that was mostly a joke. He just pulled on you because it, people asked about food and he was like, hey, you want food? I'll give you food. But yes, you can have a charging station. And by the time you get there, Silver Skeleton is like putting his mask back on so you don't catch a glimpse of how horrible he looks. Not that it would matter to you because like you're a robot, so it wouldn't bother you too much, but still. Excuse me, I believe you actually appear quite disgusting. (laughs) I wander back into the room in a mildly fluffy bathrobe and I am steaming gently. I make a comment that the showers here are actually nicer than the ones we have back at home. The silver skeleton just shrugs. Like, I don't know, showers must be nice, I guess. Are you making a request for better bathroom facilities at the warehouse? I can put in a work order. Keep telling you we're not paying for the water. Yeah, I I keep forgetting that we are being funded by other people now, and we can maybe just ask for things like that. It's weird to just be able to ask people for things and get them. Something to consider when we get back. I guess this is the point where Sundog and I wander back in. Yeah. You know what I really fancy right now? Some hmm. nutrient paste. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, you go over to the nutrient paste dispenser and you can just, like, there's a nozzle on there and, like, I a... Suckle at the nozzle. Yeah, essentially. It, it tastes taste surprisingly uh... metallic. Yeah, it tastes surprisingly metallic. And then you discover you got the wrong nozzle. Whoops. <laughs> I hate it. I hated this to begin with, but now I can't get enough of this flavor. Oh, <laughs> oh no, does that mean... It's just cream of wheat, dude. Please regurgitate me. Did we just make the joke that Gary took a load of Nico <laughs> inside him? Good night, everyone. No, Good no, night. We said it wasn't that kind of podcast. Podcast over forever. <laughs>That does sound like a good end of session. No, it's a terrible end of session. (laughs) (laughs) This is the worst session. This is the reality we live in. (laughs) Can't take it back. Alright, so then, end of session. Felix, did you grow closer, grow into your own image, or grow further away from the team? I'm gonna say no. Okay, fair enough. Did you fulfill any of your drives? Nope. Okay. So you want to count one of the, liz- the one of the lizards' pants as a threat, which I really don't. No. Nico, closer, own image, further away. Well, I think I'm going to abstain this time as well. Okay. What about your lessons? Any of those happen? 
Well, I have been trying to always keep the big picture in mind. I don't think I harmed anybody in the process, so that's just uh, going to be one label shift. Okay. Switch. Any of the stuff labeled specifically under end of session? No and no. Okay. And Gary. Any of Um, those? Well, depends if the end of session counts as kissing someone dangerous or not. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. I don't think you've kissed anyone dangerous. I'm dangerous. (laughs) I feel like you could say you've grown into your own image of yourself because you had that whole monologue. Yeah. You are coming to terms with what's happened. Yeah, but my labels are already exactly where I want them. That's not how fair. it's supposed to be, but okay. Fine, fine. No, that's, <laughs> no, no, that's it's, fair. It's, it's fine. Fair. It's fine. It's fair. It's fair. No, it's I'm fine. Laura Mundane, and I'm up in Superior. How do you like okay. them apples? I, I like them quite fine, actually. Yeah. yeah, that'll teach you. At the end of the session, have I made progress on defeating the nemesis? <laughs> I don't think so. I would say that telling the people about the nemesis probably counts towards making progress towards it, because now they are at least aware of its existence. Excellent. I mark potential. Okay. That's my end of session question. I have to ask that every time now. Okay, that's fair. If we if we say no, then we get more doomed. Yeah, yeah, I know that particular bit of it. Like, if you, if you don't make any actual progress towards it, then your doom track increases. This, truly, this is a ticking time bomb that we've got ourselves in. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you like Space the Hunger Games, because that's essentially what this arc is. We're all very full. Some of us full of different things. Tune in next time for The Adventures of My Hangover.